this morning I want to bring to your knowledge, bring to your attention this beautiful day that it is Palm Sunday. It is the Sunday before Good Friday and before Easter Sunday. It's the week before when the Lord Jesus came to Jerusalem and all the events that unfolded after that led in fact to the crucifixion and then to the resurrection which we celebrate, which is the basis of our faith. This morning, I just want to share from my heart to yours from one passage of scripture. So I hope you have your Bibles with you. And if you don't, some of it will be on the screen. And even if you uh, can't remember that, you can always get on your phone or you can talk to us and, and connect with us. And we'd love to send you a Bible because we want you to know the Jesus that we know. We want you to know the love and the forgiveness that is available in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, this morning, as we look into God's word, the Bible, uh, allow me to turn to a passage that's in the first gospel, the gospel of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew chapter 21. And I want to read this passage because I'm basing my thoughts this morning out of the passage. Just want to uh, take a few things and then make perhaps make a challenge uh, today and leave you to think about that. Matthew chapter 21, it says, Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as, exactly as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put them on their cloaks, uh, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, when he had entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and they were saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. This is the prophet Jesus of Nazareth from Galilee. They screamed out with a loud voice as Jesus entered, Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? It's a very interesting uh, passage of scripture. And it's one event that's been highlighted in all four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And every gospel kind of takes a different, slight different angle on the details of this story. I've chosen Matthew for this morning because Matthew talks about Jesus coming as the king. Jesus coming as the king and, and, and is very significant as to why Jesus chose a donkey and why he entered. Let's begin. Okay, let's begin. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two guys ahead of him. He sent the disciples saying, you're going to go find, go into the city. You're going to find a donkey and along with the donkey, a colt. And these two are going to be what I'm going to use to come into Jerusalem for the main entry, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Now, this was a picture that he wanted people to see in their heads. He wanted 
to associate this coming king because in the olden days that's the prophecy that was made about him look at the prophecy that's quoted in verse 5 say to the daughter of zion behold your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey on a colt the foal of a beast of burden this is the lord jesus christ he comes first as savior he will come later as king when he comes as king of kings and lord of lords he's going to and the picture says he's going to come on a horse a white horse triumphant ruling the nations but this time he came to jerusalem and he offered himself as king of of the of the hearts of those in jerusalem but there was rejection and eventually as this week unfolds i will share with you day by day and on good friday and on easter how the people eventually rejected him and they sent him and put him on the cross but the point of the matter for today is this that the prophecy was fulfilled in that picture that jesus came to jerusalem and he was about to enter jerusalem but he asked for a donkey fulfilling that picture of the daughter of zion he says say to the daughter of zion behold your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey on a colt the foal of a beast of burden the foal of a beast of burden a donkey is what carries burdens a horse a white horse is what carries kings jesus why did you come on a donkey and when they invited you and when they welcomed you they sang hosanna and they put palm branches on the road and they raised palm branches and they and they waved the palm, palm branches saying hosanna to the son of david and they were welcoming the messiah the welcoming the person they believed was the fulfillment that god had promised to david king david that i'm going to put on your throne somebody who's going to live forever so in that moment there's a lot more than just welcoming jesus into jerusalem they were recognizing him as the king of jerusalem the king of israel they were recognizing him as the one who would follow uh, david as the eternal king the one who would place be placed on the throne eternally to rule and reign jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords he is the one who came humbly on a donkey so he can come boldly and courageously on a white horse later but why did he come on a donkey a thought strikes me two things in fact number one is that he came on a donkey and a donkey is a beast of burden it carries a burden and the bible says that he has laid god has laid all our transgressions on jesus he has become for us the sin unto god he has become for us he has carried the burden of our sin so as jesus entered jerusalem he was a burden that the donkey carried he was a burden that the donkey carried yes he is a humble king and yes it fits the picture and yes they welcomed him as the king of kings they welcomed him as as the messiah but not until not until he had come to do what he had come to do which is to carry our burdens to the cross God says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son the only one to come from God that is Jesus Christ and God has has given that that we might believe and to anyone who believes if anyone believes he will not perish but have eternal life now the king of kings who is the eternal king offers eternal life 
to rule your heart and rule your life, not just for now, but forever. But before he could do that, he has to set right your citizenship in his kingdom. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and you can be an everlasting citizen of his everlasting kingdom, but not until you are set right with him. Is he your king? He can only be your king if he takes care of the sin problem, the problem of our transgressions, the problem of our brokenness. So the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16 and verse 17, it says, For God so loved, in such a manner loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible is very clear about two things. One is that man is sinful. You're living in a day right now where the wickedness, the hate and the, the grievous darkness of man is very evident. It's very evident. People would like to say that man is essentially good. Man is inherently good. Show me where. Show me a single man whom you can put up as an example. Show me a king. Show me a politician. Show me a man, a woman who can you can put up as an example saying, here's a man who's flawless who's unbroken, who's absolutely intact. No, every man is broken. The Bible says all have sinned and have fallen short of God's standard, God's glory. The Bible has said there is no, no righteous person, not one. In fact, no one seeks after God. No one desires even to know God. They desire to be right with God, but they don't desire to know God personally. So God Man cannot just decide what he's going to do to appease God. God has to set things right for us. And God has loved us enough. God has loved us enough. While we were in a situation where we could not do anything for ourselves, God sent his son. Verse 17 of John chapter 3 says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't send to point fingers at you. He didn't send to highlight your sin. He sent to lighten your sin. He sent, he sent Christ to take your sin off you. And Jesus did that. When he got on, the, on that colt, he became a burden that that colt would carry all the way into Jerusalem. And that Jesus would become the carrier of your sin, my sin, all the way to the cross, nailed to the cross and to the grave and never to be seen again. Jesus is the only one who has not only offered you but accomplished permanently the absolute coverage of all your sin and mine. All your sin and mine. The Bible says he has washed us clean with his own blood. He has washed us. All our guilt he has washed clean with his own blood. He is the sin remover. He is the stain remover. He is the stone mover. He's the God who loves us so much that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were ungodly, the godly one died for the ungodly so that we who are ungodly can become his children. And the Bible promises with confidence, he says, anyone who receives Jesus, anyone who acknowledges along with these people who raised palms uh, and waved and said, Hosanna and the son of David, Hosanna to the son of David, anyone who recognizes he's the king that Jesus sent to first take away my sin and then to rule my heart. If we recognize him, he gives us the right to be called the children of God. That means he gives you citizenship into his kingdom. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And he says, your name, your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life. 
you've heard of the citizenship record you've heard of the of 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 the database of citizens god is making a database of citizens and that citizenship is written in blood the blood of jesus christ and do you want like i have already done it to see your name written in the very blood of christ in the lamb's book of life where god registers citizens for heaven see at a time like this when we are locked down when there's a pandemic times like this call for us to stop and consider life death and life beyond times like this we have to stop and think are we right with god i know for some this is an irrelevant topic i don't care i don't care one day you're going to thank me for telling you this early on the time has come for you to stop and say are you saved are you going to heaven is your sin forgiven are you right with god are you under the impression that you're right with god or you're sure you're right with god because jesus took your sin but until you are able to do the second thing you are not saved these people raised palm branches and they recognized that he is the king of kings he is the one whom god has sent he is the promised messiah now you can raise your palms to christ you can raise your palms to christ and you can say hosanna in the highest the savior is born the son of god has become the king of the world and all the kingdoms of this world will be given to him you can recognize him before he forces the whole world to recognize him because one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord but you can do it now you can do it today the bible says faith comes from hearing hearing the word of god and as i give you the scriptures today and as i promise you that what jesus is saying is true you can put your faith in these words faith comes from hearing hearing the word of god you can believe in your heart that jesus christ is lord and that god raised him from the dead you can believe in your heart that jesus did what he did for you and that the blood of christ that was shed was shed for you my friend you have a shot at heaven you have a shot at living in eternity with god for eternity you can you have a shot of 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 exiting religion and moving into a relationship with god You have a chance for your name to be written in blood in the Lamb's book of life. You have a chance to live the rest of your life from this day forth clean from any guilt conscience. For the blood of Jesus Christ not only takes away sin but even cleans the conscience the Bible says in Hebrews in the book of Hebrews. It cleans the conscience. Which blood can do that? All the sacrifices that are ever made only cleansed on the outside. but the blood of jesus the final sacrifice the qurban that was for you and for me cleansed your sin once and for all and the bible says having cleansed our sin having paid for our sin jesus the high priest sat down once and for all he sat down because he would never have to get up again his blood is so efficacious so effective that it cleanses not only all your sin all you could have done all you wanted to do anyone everyone all of man for all time for all people that is the efficacy because he is god and the blood of jesus christ cleanses us from all sin all you got to do is recognize him All you've got to do is recognize him. The people who welcomed him into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday recognized him. They recognized that he is the Messiah sent from God. Today will you make it your Palm Sunday? Will you raise your palms to Christ and say rejoice in the fact that the Lord 
the, 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 the Lord of heaven and earth has become the burden on the donkey for me. This Lord of heaven and earth has gone to the cross for me. This Jesus has died for me and I will acknowledge him. The Bible says very clearly, if we profess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ died for us and rose again, we will be saved. The Bible says our name will be written in the Lamb's book of life. The Bible says when Christ comes, he will come to take us to be with him forever and ever. See, you belong to the some country, maybe India or any other country. You are a citizen of some country. And right now, everything is a mess. And every polit politician and leader is doubt is doubt worthy. We can't we don't know who to turn to for trust. I invite you to turn to Jesus for trust. I invite you to recognize him as the ultimate ruler, the ultimate savior. I invite you to use this time of fear and uncertainty to recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you do that, my friend, he will come into your heart. The Bible says, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who answers me, I will come in and dwell with him. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God to come live in you so that he can mark you as his own and he could remind you every day that you are his. And when he comes again, he can take you back to be with him. Today, you can settle the, the destiny of your life on earth and in heaven. Today, if you will put religion aside and religion is basically saying, I can do it on my own. And relationship with Christ is saying, I want to be reconciled to God based on what Jesus has done. Today, if you recognize Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today, if you will acknowledge him, not just as the one who's come on the donkey, but as the one who's come from heaven, palms up to Jesus. Hosanna. Hosanna, if you will recognize him for who he really is, he will recognize you for who you really are. And he will save you, forgive you, wipe your sin clean, wash you with his blood, cleanse your conscience, give you his name and give you an eternity that is absolutely sure. And nothing else can take that away. Nothing else. The Bible says no one can separate you from the love of God. God has loved us with an everlasting love and no one, not no height, nor death, nor wars, nor pestilence, nor no uh, weapons, nor anything on this earth or out of this earth or under this earth can separate you from the love of God. He has loved you with an everlasting love. That's not feelings. That's blood. He has shed blood for you. It's, it's, no, no one, no one. Uh, rarely would, a, would anyone give his life for a good man, leave alone for a sinner. But Christ demonstrated his love in that he shed his blood and he gave his life for those who did not deserve it. And you know you don't deserve it. You know you're broken. My friend, you know the real truth of your heart, the state of your heart. I welcome you today to invite Christ, your Lord, your Savior, so that he can call you his citizen, his son, his child, and put in you his spirit and his nature and the rest of your life will have meaning and purpose and your eternity is sure. This is the word of God. You heard it from me. This is God's word. The Bible says, for God so loved you that he gave Jesus for you so that if you believe, if you put your faith in him, you will not perish and you will have eternal life. God loves you. Will you seriously today consider Christ? He will give you everything you've ever dreamed of. 
and make you more than you've ever been. And we love you too. So if you made that decision, there's a number at the bottom of your screen. Would you text me to say, Pastor Jeremy, I made a decision to make Christ Lord of my life today. I raised my palms to Jesus today. Today I recognize my sin before God and I ask God for forgiveness. Would you do that? Would you write to me? And we would love to take you further in your walk with God. And as you do, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Let me say a quick word of prayer right now. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for this dear man, this dear woman who right now is considering seriously recognizing the Messiah for who he is, the Lord Jesus for who he is. I want to recognize that it is you, your spirit that draws men. It is the father that's drawing them. So let them know that. Let them know that the sense they're getting right now to believe is coming from God himself. It's not coming from a man or from religion. It's coming from the father himself, the father in heaven, who's drawing his children back to himself, who wants his children to be right with him. Let them know that for sure. And when they have received you, let them be sure today that they have become the children of God. You assure them, Lord Jesus, you put your spirit in them and you give them that authoritative sense, that, that, that authority that they have become the children of God that their sins are forgiven. They have, been, they have again access to the, to the presence of God. You tell them, oh God, this man, this woman right now who's seriously considering you, considering you, Lord, you tell them, this is my prayer to you. And give me an opportunity to know him, to know her, so that I can take them further in their faith. Thank you, Jesus, for the hearts that have melted this morning, for the palms that have raised and rejoicing to Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful to have each and every one of you as part of our morning service and we are online. So we are connecting mostly through online services and through uh, WhatsApp. So again, there's that number there on the screen. Write to us, send prayer requests. Let us know how you're doing. We love you. We care for you and we want to be in prayer for you. May the Lord bless you. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week with God. This whole week, let's be preparing for Good Friday. Let's be preparing for that masterful event when Jesus knocks death out and rises victorious. Happy Easter in advance.